We're better than we give ourselves credit for, and it's time to stop questioning it. Stick around. All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Welcome to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast, your weekly fix for all things mental health and wellness. I'm Brittany. And I'm Germany. And not only are we besties, but we're your besties. You heard me right. It's homegirl vibes here. Get ready for the girls to dish the real, the raw, and the fucking funny. And listen, we may drag you, but it's always in love. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, boo-boos and babies. <laughs> my, what do Nikki Monique be calling them? My loves. Sweet babies. Did you watch her interview? On I didn't, but I've been seeing people being dragging her. They were dragging her? So It's been mixed reviews, but I've been seeing some drag. I've seen D.L. Hughley responded. Well, he responded to her dragging him. Yeah, I know. Monique has had a tough time in this industry. I she say. really has. Like Now, some of the things she says and does are can, questionable. Sometimes. I but haven't listened to the full interview to see The interview exactly was good. I feel like where she was coming from, okay. points were made. I don't think she needs to be dragged. She was just telling the truth. And sometimes people drag you for telling the truth. Oh, I know. You know, sometimes you find yourself being dragged when you're telling the truth, especially if the truth is not in alignment. Yeah. With the norms. When you're airing people out. Too. Yeah. People don't like to be aired out. People don't like to be aired out. But they didn't drag Kat for his interview, baby. I don't think they dragged People him. responded. People were celebrating. People were like, now Kat, this is how I'm showing up, airing people out. Yeah. Kat's interview was, mm. That man is funny. That was fabulous. He's very intelligent, too. He is. I can tell. I say he will read your ass and get you together, baby. He will. You're not going to show up and pull up he on will. Cat He's Williams. a fast talker. And he a fast is. I'm like, if you want to spar with him, if you want to go toe-to-toe with him, and he's going to hit you with metaphors and analogies. I'm like, bro, you, you gotta got to be it. really on your shit because he's not one that you can have a mental quarrel mental sparring with. with. Yeah. You got to come with all your shit in order if you want to go head-to-head. Head to head, head to head, head to head. What was that? 
It was dance, dance three sixty. Uh, dance dance three sixty. Dance three sixty. Yeah. Tag him in. Tag him in. Tag him in. That's what it was. Oh, it was. It was head, head to head when you came in and, and battled. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Wow. Nostalgic. Head. Every time a core memory is unlocked, you know things that you have buried deep down. I'm like, wow, we really were doing that. We were. If we really were doing that, I seen somebody on TikTok. They were playing Amanda Perez. It's been five months since you went away. He was like, if you too old, too young to know this song, get on. Nothing to say. When I was the one who gave you my heart and soul. Listen, the way we had that on repeat. God sent me an angel from the heavens above. Send me an angel to heal my broken heart from being in love. Cause all I do is cry. I do is cry. Cause send me an angel. angel. Oh God. She was really. Send me. She really put it all in that song. Amanda. She really put it all. Amanda Perez, who are you talking to? Have you ever felt like that? Like you needed an angel to heal no. your broken heart? <laughs> Absolutely not. Has it ever, does that resonate? When you have to call on the man above no. to restore your yourself? No, thank God I've never been completely heartbroken down and out. Have you? Have no. you been heartbroken? Like that almost ruined me. It almost ended me. No. I've never been. I've been sad, but not like. I've been sad for a few beats. I let a nigga get me down for a few beats. I've been sad, but I've never felt like can't eat, can't sleep, completely crushed. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I've never felt like that. I felt like, damn. The part of me that feels sad is like, fuck, now my my world is flipped upside down. What I was used to is flipped upside down. And now I have to adjust to the new norm. Yeah. What hurt me, my, my ego, it was my ego. Like, damn, this nigga got me before I could get him. That was the he broke up with you. Yeah, that was the sad part. I've been broken up with one time, and that thing of the break. I was like, "What the fuck?" That would probably that'll probably fuck me up too. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Bro, what the hell? Where'd this come from? What did I do to deserve the blind side?" It definitely get. I was like, I had to take a double double take. I said, "You were you had called me. You had called me at work, and you were like, girl why did I just get dumped?'" And I said, "Wait, what?" believe are it. you serious he was like and he did it while i'm at work, work yeah. <laughs> that, the lack of consideration that i'm on the clock i'm in my workplace you don't know what this is gonna do to me you don't know that i'm stronger than i am but boy fuck you how could you how could you call me when i'm at work and break up with me uh, how did is, it get there at work during the work during i'm the like nine this five, couldn't wait until 4 35 this could not wait. This wasn't one of those things. It's like, call me when you're off work. It Were y'all been... funking the night before? We had been funking for a few days, but it's, it wasn't given that. It, it was wasn't still, given breakup. We were still being cordial with each other. Like, you know how you get a little energy. Like, good morning. Good morning. How's your day okay. going? Good. It was that. And then he hit you with, I've been thinking. And this is Stop not going to work. Stop thinking. Stop those thoughts <laughs> from flowing. The Girl. stream of consciousness. I'm like, how did you just catch me off guard? That just pissed me off. You know that pissed me off. I said, boy, <laughs> who do you think you are? Man. I would yeah. never do that to someone when they're on the clock. On the job, I would never. I don't think I would be thinking about them being on the clock if I would, if it was really on my spirit that I need to be done with this. Because, like, you work up the courage to be like, you know what? Yeah, no, I'm done. 
in the minute number one don't do it no no it would have gave a conversation it would have gave less talk less facetime let me see you i'm not sending a text at 11 38 i think it was like a text or maybe a quick call 11 30 in the morning i'm like what it was in the early part it was the early morning i'm like i'm still in meetings (laughs) what are you i haven't even taken lunch a snack hasn't even been consumed (laughs) what are you you're sick you're sick and you will pay you know i'm a retribution kind of bitch you will pay for that that's crazy yeah that wasn't right but here we are here we are another day another tuesday with y'all and this is what matters y'all have never broken our hearts i know i know i mean there's sometimes you guys have there's been moments where we felt our hearts cracking it might not have completely broke but it definitely cracked yeah but we're better now we are We put a band-aid over it we're good we're here today how are you feeling I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty solid. How about you? I'm feeling pretty good. I've been feeling, you know how they say the winter is a time for like resting and hibernating and all that. I've really been feeling that energy. Mm. Like, you know, they're taking it easy, taking it slow. Yeah. Not doing too, too much. Yeah. Just leaning into that. I mean, it's been cold. It's been rainy, as we said. So that definitely encourages that type of energy. I've been feeling that, but I've also been feeling like a wonder. And I wonder. I've wondered what is on the horizon. I've been feeling like something is brewing. Something's changed new in a good way. And I've just been wondering like how this year is going to unfold. I've been having those feelings of like, oh, I wonder how like this is going to play out because I feel like something is going to play out. I just don't know what's going to play out and how it's going to play out. But I've just been feeling like something is definitely going to be playing out. And I'm wondering <clears throat> what it is. Are there. OK, so when you say you've been feeling like something's going to play out, are there specific areas where you're like, OK, I'm really feeling a shift happening in like my career or work. I'm really feeling a shift happening in my like love life, romantic life. I feel like a shift has to happen in my career. OK, I haven't felt a shifting yet, but I know that that's a personal goal of mine for this year for mm-hmm. something to shift there. So I feel like something definitely has to happen. Like this is a year something's going to shift my love life. I mean, you don't have to go through every category. I'm just okay, saying, uh, yeah, have you I'm been feeling a particular pool or a pool in a particular area? It's just like overall. OK, you know, I feel yeah. like I feel like things are going to be changing overall. I feel like it's going to be an overall shift. OK, I like that. Yeah, I like overall because there's some things that we do together. So if there's a overall shifting, then that means it's inclusive. Yeah, and I get, do feel that way too. Mm-hmm. I told you, I feel that way for us. You did, and so it is. She did. I just feel like it's weird because I don't really have any like big plans on the agenda for this year yet. But you know, and that's that's honestly the best time that a shift can occur. When we've taken it out of our hands, we don't know the how. We don't know the when. Mm -hmm. We're just doing our part. Yeah. And that's the part where, you know, when you release that, there's peace. There's peace. And when it happens, it's like, see, I knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew something. Yeah. You don't have to rack your brain around it because we will do that, too. We'll get ourselves all worked up. This has to be the year. I know this is the year. Let me figure out the how, the when, the who. Babes, no. Maybe that's what I've been feeling like a confidence in something's going to change. Because before I would have anxiety. I would have an anxious feeling of I need something to change. When is it changing? How is it going to change? And now I have more of a confidence that things are going to change. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. It's coming, babes. A mindset shift. I love it. I love it. So, yeah. That's how we're feeling. That's how we're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. 
we're here in February and we've been in a goodie bag. I guess we've been in a goodie bag. We've This is a goodie bag for sure. This has been a goodie bag. We talked about chemistry versus compatibility. We talked about weaponizing competence. And today we're talking about imposter syndrome. We're bringing it around again. We talked about this so long ago, back in 2018. Because y'all know we've been podcasting for a long ass time. Bruh. Anytime somebody be like, how long have you been podcasting? Because now I've been telling more people. Mm. When people ask me what I do, I tell them the podcast. Period. I do, because it is what I do. It is what you do. And they're like, how long have you had it? And then when I say it, people are always like taken aback, like, oh, you're really a podcasting. Now, even if I would have had it for a year, mm-hmm. I've been really podcasting, but that's usually. But the, the level of commitment when you tell somebody, oh, I've had this podcast since 2016, or I've been podcasting for seven and a half years or whatever it is, it'll be eight in December. Then it's like, oh, you're really committed to it, you know, crossed over that plateau of latent potential where you like right before you stop something. We're already past that point. So now it's just committed to the process, committed to the project, the goal, the dream, the vision. So, yes, y'all, we are podcasters. Yeah. So we talked about it in 2018 and it's just really good and important to revisit certain topics because I feel like something like imposter syndrome which I'm sure y'all ain't living on the rock, will explain what it is. It impacts so many of us and affects us having the life that we desire, that we, you know, feel. It's really about the way you feel like you desire. So it's going to be a great Feel like you should have. Yeah. The life that you have, the feelings that you have with the life that you have matching up to what you feel like you deserve. Right. That's what we want. We need alignment there. We need there to be a healthy intersection. For sure. Like, and if you read the newsletter, I mentioned this, but I read a book called The 12 Week Year. And it basically talked about that, how there's a life that we're living and there's a life that we're capable of living. And a lot of us don't tap into the life that we're capable of living. And I feel like imposter syndrome, they didn't mention this in the book, but I feel like imposter syndrome can have an effect on that. Mm -hmm. It can have an effect on the life that we're actually capable of living if we allow it to overtake us. For sure. So what is imposter syndrome? So imposter syndrome is also known as perceived fraudulence. It is a psychological phenomenon where individuals doubt their accomplishments and have a persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud despite evidence Mm -hmm. of their being success. It's that feeling that you might not deserve praise or recognition that you receive for the things that you do. So you set out. And you've accomplished all these things and you feel like, oh, when people are coming and they're congratulating you and they're giving you your credit and, you know, your kudos and you're feeling like, oh, my God, somebody's going to realize that I don't deserve this. Mm -hmm. You know, all the work that I put in, even though I've showed that I am I am supposed to be doing this or that I do this. They're going to look up one day and realize, "Ooh, you're not who you say you were. That is a fucked up feeling. It's a fucked up feeling and I feel like we feel it more common. Most of us have felt this feeling. It eats away at you. I know personally, like I felt this way, even podcasting early on podcasting. Like when you first start off podcasting and you're sitting here and you're putting your thoughts and, you know, coming up with what you're going to say and doing the whole bit. It's like somebody's probably going to realize that you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I'm already new in this space and they're going to call me out for being new, Mm. you know? I didn't feel like that in the beginning. I feel like the it's like the reverse for me. Really? Like currently? Yeah. Oh. It's like, it's weird. 
it's not that I feel like a fraud or that somebody's going to call me out, but it's more so of like a questioning of self, you know, mm-hmm. like, am I really, do you really need to be talking or like, do you have the like, validity? Am I really good at this? Am I really saying what needs to be said? You know, yeah. like, is it hitting? Is it being delivered appropriately? Even I though know. people are saying like, I love your show. It changes my life. Oh my God. Yeah. You guys are amazing. I listen to you day in and day out. I'm just like, do you do like, sometimes I have to go back and listen to the episodes. Like, what did we say? Same. When y'all are giving kudos on particular episodes, I'm like, let me see what they were listening to. And then I circle back with Brittany and I said, I can see why. I can see why y'all fuck with it. Yeah. So this term, imposter syndrome, was coined by two psychologists, Susanna Eames and Pauline Rose Clance. And it was first used in the 1970s. And although imposter syndrome isn't in the DSM-5 as a recognized mental health disorder, it impacts so many of us that about 70% of people will deal with imposter syndrome. That's a large amount of people. That is a lot. At least have one episode of this happen in your life where you're in a situation and you question your abilities or the recognition that you're getting or why you're in a space, you know, why you have a seat at the table. Right. Because that'll fuck And a lot of us are starting to sit at table. So I can feel that. And it's funny because this used to be linked. Imposter syndrome used to be linked to high achieving women. But Mm -hmm. as time has gone on and studies have been done and people have started to like express their true feelings. We have learned that this does not discriminate. Like you said, 70% of people have been affected way more than just highly achieving women. Men have been affected. Even if you don't consider yourself highly achieving, Mm -hmm. it's likely that you have felt some feelings of imposter syndrome at one point or another. It's real. It can impact anyone, regardless of your social standing, your professional background. And you know what? I think it is too. People are so critical sometimes that I feel like it can really evoke those feelings of imposter syndrome because people make you question your fucking self Mm -hmm. it's like okay i feel confident with this but do they believe me do they are this perception it is and i know that i struggle with being perceived i know many people struggle with being perceived and that's really what imposter syndrome is at its core right is the way that you perceive yourself in conjunction to the way other people are perceiving you it's the overthinking i think that's the part that really generates this mm. because you can know that you know something you have a knowing for the most part and then let you say something and then people give you a reaction that you were not expecting to get and it's like no, I'm now I'm thinking twice tilt your head to the side once and yeah. I'm like hold on did yeah. I not yeah explain it properly am I am I not right mm-hmm. let me double check it's the whole thing so when you're like dealing with imposter syndrome Even if people like give you your props. So maybe they're not looking at you crazy. Maybe they're not criticizing you. Maybe they're giving you your props. You did such a good job. I really enjoyed that. You might just brush it off thinking that, you know, this was just good luck. Like this just happened to happen. It wasn't something that I necessarily like tried to do or was intentional about. This is just like a lucky shot that I happened to land it on. So you're kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, this, this. You might find it hard to really believe when you have earned your success. Yeah. So. And you're ho- hoping somebody doesn't realize you don't deserve it. You didn't earn it, which is tough. So as a result of feeling those feelings, you end up pushing yourself harder. You try to prevent other people from seeing your flaws and your mistakes, which we know we do. You try to prove that you're worthy of the positions that you probably shouldn't have. And you try to compensate for what you perceive as a lack of smarts. And we know how the compensation happens. It's tough. 
the overcompensation. Yeah, overcompensating. And we really don't need to do that. If we could just exist, and I'm talking to myself, if we could just exist, not worry about the way that we're perceiving ourselves, the way other people are perceiving ourselves, what we feel like we have to do more of, like, y'all, we're doing enough. We probably wouldn't be so damn stressed You're out. doing enough. Another thing is like, okay, in that, like, oversmarting people are like trying to outsmart or doing extra not only do we stress ourselves out but we also feel like you know maybe if we achieve more like maybe if I keep doing this then my mind would be at ease and like I can confirm with myself that this is like where I'm supposed to be and I really am good at this shit but sometimes that doesn't even happen Mm y'all you see your accomplishments as just another facade like why did this keep happening It keeps happening, but it's not me. Like, this is just something that's going on. And that's what I'm saying. I can relate to that. Sometimes I'm like, maybe it just landed in the right space. You know what I'm saying? Like Like, the timing, the algorithm, the right person seen it. It just happened to happen this way. And you don't contribute it to like, no, I'm really putting in the work. Or no, I'm really good. Yeah, you're a genuine reflection of your abilities. Like, this really has to do with what you're doing. How you're showing up. And how you are showing out. The work that has been put in. So there are a few reasons why people experience imposter syndrome. The big one is perfectionism, right? So setting unattainable standards and feeling like a failure if you don't meet your standards. We, I feel like that's a no-brainer. That one will drag you. The perfectionism. Like perfectionism is really keeping us in a chokehold. Another one that we've been mentioning is attributing your success to lucky girl syndrome. (laughs) We did like the lucky girl syndrome, but yeah, the lucky girl syndrome. So you might believe that your success is a result of luck versus your actual like abilities and skills. It's just something that just happens to happen. Maybe you're just blessed. You know what? I'm blessed. These are my blessings. Ain't nothing but the Lord. I'm blessed. You know, you might just think that it's again the timing or external factors anything outside of yourself that is attributing to your success it's not you it's not me it's Mm -hmm. everything else it's not me yeah being a high achiever usually people who are constantly excelling setting a super high bar for themselves excelling all the time have a very hard time with imposter syndrome It's like, wow, the bar is here and I keep meeting that mark and now I have to keep raising that mark that bar how? The bar, the unlimited bar height. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, you know like I'm, I'm just striving, striving and I'm meeting the mark is like, OK, I feel like that can also fuck with your mind. Continuously raising the bar. Yes. You know, like when it doesn't feel like what you've done is good enough. Yeah. And you have to keep pushing yourself to the next thing. Right. And I, I love an ambitious girl. I love setting goals and meeting the target and making the mark, you know. I love that. But I think that there can also be an unhealthy relationship with constantly like having this mindset of I need to do more. I need to excel. There's another position. There's another job. There's another this. There's a that can become overwhelming. It can. It definitely can become overwhelming. There has to be some level where you feel satisfied, Mm -hmm. you know, like even if you do want to do more, maybe later on down the line, there has to be some level of satisfaction where you can tell yourself, I did a good job. I I did did that that." shit. Yeah. You know, I ate that. And no crumbs. Another reason is cultural and societal expectations. So our societal expectations, family dynamics, our cultural background, our upbringing can have an effect on how we see things. You know, everybody's culture is different. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the expectations that are placed on us cause us to question how we're showing up. 
You know, we all know that. Or cause us to push really hard. Yeah. You know? Like you, it can you, make you feel inadequate, like you're not doing enough because you're not living up to what the standards of your culture or your family expectations are. It's like, you know what? The expectation for me is to be a doctor, an engineer mm-hmm. or something like that. And I'm not doing that. I don't have any interest in that. And now I'm feeling kind of like an imposter doing the thing that I'm actually doing because yeah. it's the opposite of that. So sometimes you have to when you're feeling this you have to consider your upbringing how your parents treated you did they pressure you to do really well in school which we do want the kids to do good but baby don't make me come here with all a pluses and if i come with a b it's a problem Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that can and then criticizing you if you don't achieve that i had a friend whose parents were like that like withholding love or i'm not gonna love you as much if you don't get good grades in school or if you don't do right by me or to do right by me is crazy you know if you're not living up to my (laughs) standards if you're not respecting me it was really the school thing you're not doing well in school so like you're not a good daughter that can really fuck with your mind for real you know and your self-esteem or comparing you to your other siblings maybe you're not the scholar Of the family. Of the bunch. Yeah. You know, and your siblings are. If your parent is comparing you, your siblings, like, well, this person is bringing home all A's. Why aren't you bringing home all A's? Or talking at you slick, cutting you down, (laughs) being fucked up, you know, when you're not doing what it is that they feel like you should be doing. Man, the comparison starts early. Even some parents like emphasizing the natural intelligence, you know, will be like that baby smart. Yeah, that's that baby, my, this baby, this baby. We say they gifted, this baby, gifted child. <laughs> this baby, you know, this baby is advanced. She yeah, already know how to this and child. that. And then it starts there. It starts off with this baby being smart mm-hmm. to this toddler, to this elementary school student, to this middle school student. And these little kids are stressed at a young age trying to keep up with that. Yeah. Not to say that you shouldn't nurture and encourage because, you know, we all want scholars. We all want bright, intelligent babies. But when we're doing this, it can affect kids sometimes. So you have to be realistic. I feel like for a while, that was my personality, my identity. Like, mm. you know, she, that girl, she knows how to read really good. Brittany's, yes, Brittany's a reader. She's known how to read since she was whatever the age was. I was really getting kudos for my intelligence intelligence and i ran with that and then when i was time for me to like kind of manage my own schoolwork, i'm like i do not feel like doing this but i'm like i have to uphold they were expecting me to be a doctor that's what i've been saying since i was five and and it's interesting or even that's a great segue because that is another reason for imposter syndrome right like either a competitive or a new work environment new work responsibilities school responsibilities transitioning from one grade or you know into college can be challenging that's when you start to question yourself like was i really smart the kids who were really yeah who were eating up the uh, ap programs in all of the advanced classes getting into college and being like yo this is a whole different world or taking on a new role at your job where you know now there's different responsibilities the work environment may be competitive where you get into this role and people are already thinking that you should know what to do I hate jobs like that. You Baby, should know I what need to a do. training. I need an onboarding. I need I a know. ramp up. But it's like if they're already expecting you to come with a large amount of skill and the people around you are operating High at that pace, then it's given. Do I belong here? Yeah. Did I bite off more than I could chew? I have felt like that in work environments. It wasn't necessarily the expectation that was placed on me. But like when you're working at a tech company and you're surrounded by like software developers and research scientists Mm -hmm. and people that are doing something completely different from me and they're having these conversations and, you know, I'm involved in the conversation. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? This is is going 
over my head right now. This sounds like a foreign language that you're speaking. Is that like a specific situation where you feel like it kind of triggers your imposter syndrome? Yeah. When people around you are perceived more like intelligent in a specific yeah, like definitely. field. It has before, yeah. I'm like, yeah. keep me out of it because I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Like there was a period during COVID. It affected me more during the period during COVID because I was helping with like some program manager work, helping more with the technical side, doing things that I had never done before. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just like straightforward, crystal clear. The person who had trained me was not a good trainer. And it was just like, like I said, a foreign language to me. If it's something that I don't even have to have my hands in, I don't really care. Y'all do y'all, I do me. You know, we all have our duties and responsibilities. But the fact that I had to have my hands in the mix and kind of have a greater understanding and then I, I don't feel like I was equipped with the tools to have said understanding had me in a frenzy. Yeah, I'm like, baby, y'all done threw me to the wolves. Yeah, And I don't like feeling like that. I don't like feeling ill-prepared. I don't like feeling like I'm incompetent. I don't like feeling like that because I already have had some feelings of imposter syndrome and that just amplified it. Add to the fact that I'm the only black person and woman. Mm -hmm. So it was just a lot happening at once. I'm like, you know what? The workplace can definitely trigger it. I have those feelings too when I'm at work because I work in an interdisciplinary team and there's people who have different licensures and, you know, different degrees and certificates who are all doing the same job. Mm. And the challenge presents when like leadership or certain members of the team feel like one degree or licensure is more superior, superior to others. Right. And it's like we're all doing this job, but we don't all have, you know, we're not all the same. So when they get to talking like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that, then it kind of makes me question like, yeah, do right. I really know what the fuck I'm doing when right. I'm looking at this? And I know I have to remind myself like, dog, you've been doing this eight years. You're you're here. You know what you're doing too. But that really can make you feel like, hmm, do I belong here? Yeah. Do I belong here doing this particular job? Yeah. Have you ever had moments where you have felt like you didn't deserve like the achievement or success? I usually feel like I deserve it after I get it. <laughs> I do deserve it. I'll be ready for it. I'll be really waiting for it. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I deserve it, but sometimes I'm wondering. So I'll give an, a specific example. Like when we signed our exclusive contract with Spotify, that was such a monumental moment for like our podcast. And to have so many eyes on the podcast and to have like be attached to such a humongous name like Jamel I was like damn people see little old us mm -hmm. you know and I feel like we deserved it but it was a little hard to be like yeah it's really that good you know and I had to really be like no it is that good we put in the work and it is and I feel like it was like a little tug initially like I'm happy to be here this is great but it was a mind fuck of did you really deserve to be there? Yeah, like, okay, this is, we do really deserve this. We mm -hmm. do actually deserve this sort of like exposure and like applause and praise that people really do find value in this. And it needs to be in this platform and it needs to be amplified. What about you? I haven't really experienced like not deserving it. But what I have experienced after having like achievements or success is, is this going to like, last mm -hmm. you know is it going to be beyond the moment yeah. is this going to be something that's going to be able to be sustained do I have what it takes to continue putting out this high level of quality and work and it being received the same way to like 
stand the test of time. That's the part where I feel like the imposter syndrome slaps me in the ass because I'm like, bruh, sometimes the moments feel so surreal. Yeah. And that I'm like, please don't let this be fleeting. Like, let this be something that has longevity. And I feel like it's definitely the imposter syndrome that makes me question if it's something other than that. Or all a fluke. Yeah. Or if it's all going to come crashing down. Yeah, like, yeah, we seen it for a minute, but it's not going to stay. You know, I'm like, damn. It's not what you thought it was. Yeah. It's not giving what you thought it was. I feel those feelings, too. I feel like that's something that's a consistent battle because just being completely 100% honest. I often wonder why has this not reached the level to where I can really just put all of my energy and focus into this, mm-hmm. you know, what is going to be the moment and then wondering the catalyst, if the moment ever going to come. Yeah. Wondering if the moment's ever going to come, is it going to stay? Like what is going to be the catalyst for real monumental change to where we can just get on that train and really ride it into the sunset? Yeah. You know, I feel like we consistently touch the moments. We touch it, but we don't we grab it. Moments. We don't hold we on to it. We consistently touch the moments. And I know that looks different for everybody. Like it can be subjective and everybody has a different perspective when it comes to that. But for like me personally, those are often my feelings where I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. what's going on here? When is he going to get in here and sit down? Yeah. And I start to question like, is it the, you know, is it the imposter syndrome? Is it the effort? Is it, it's just so much. I know. It's so much. It's going in a really great place. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Hey, Bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories, like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world-shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama, to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget Black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story, but now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling, but with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR 
with the noir twist. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish... The possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdrive fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So... If you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. 
Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bankcourt Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in Spot Me and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Okay, y'all. We are back. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some signs and some characteristics of imposter syndrome that may help you identify if hmm, I may be dealing with this. Maybe you already have felt like there's some resonance and you can relate to what we've been talking about. But let's get into it further. So the first sign would be self-doubt. If you are consistently questioning your abilities and your competence, you may be dealing with some imposter syndrome because we all have access to the tools that we need Mm -hmm. to acquire, like, you know, the knowledge and the skills. And if you've done that and you're still having some self-doubt, that probably is imposter syndrome. Yeah. Another sign is fear of failing. Right. So there you might have this overwhelming anxiety about making mistakes or falling short of the expectations. So you know what you need to do, but not being able to do it. Because you don't want to fail. You don't want to fail. That happens to us. Yeah, you'll just be like, I'm not going to do it at all. That way I'm not failing. Or doing it and then being strung up about like, this is not going to make the mark. Like sort of kind of like what you're saying, right? Like we're doing everything that we're supposed to do, but then we don't get the success. We we fall short of all of the things that we know we're supposed to have. I don't it, think we've fallen short of all no, of the things. Not that we are falling. We are going to like it's never going to come. I, I think you're misinterpreting. I don't think it's a fear of failure. I think it's just like might not get to the certain level that I would like to be at. But I don't think but you wouldn't consider it failing. No, at that point. I wouldn't. It would just be failing. this didn't meet your expectation. Yeah, it just didn't rise to the level that I thought that it would. Which is the same thing. Falling short of your expectations. OK, you can look at it both ways. Right. Both. And it's the same either failing or not meeting your own expectations. That can you might be dealing with some imposter syndrome if you're having those feelings. Mm-hmm. Another sign is undermining your achievement. So this is downplaying if you are constantly downplaying your achievements or again, attributing them to just mere luck, minimizing your accomplishments like, yeah, you know, that's a girl, you know, we just we just getting through it, going through another day or, you know, that's light work. Come on. Thing, I really feel like every little thing should be celebrated. I think that that's one way to combat it. Celebrating every little accomplishment, even if it's something minor. As we do, sometimes we're in, we're so in the moment of go produce one thing to the next that we don't celebrate. And we do. We won't celebrate like, oh, we just had another however many thousand downloads or we just met another milestone. We just we don't like the so- bitch has been on the charts. Okay. <laughs> eating that up. She's eating that up. OK, we ain't, we ain't got there and made a home. I know. You know, the thing is, speaking to the top one percent. Thinking to the chart specifically, and this can look like whatever it looks like in your life. I feel like sometimes you just look at it as like something like that's just supposed to happen and not really look at the grand scheme of things like what's really happening. Yeah. If there's millions of podcasts Which and out of a are. list of 200, you have made it to the top of that category. That's saying a lot. That's putting you in the top like 1%, 1% of podcasts. But when you're looking at it, you're just like, 
Eh. We on there. I want to be higher. You know what I'm saying? I know. Really, like, that's something that is a big deal and that's not easy to do. Yeah. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to make it at the top 1% of anything look at week the after week who are holding the top one percent of the wealth and how they have us in the show code <laughs> and, and another thing is week after week right when you're living there when you're day living after day when, when you're you, living when you set out a lawn chair okay <laughs> another sign y'all is comparing yourself to others so constantly measuring your says success against that of other people that'll really That'll do it. Tizzy. That'll put you in a tizzy. That will do it each right? and every time. Looking at what someone else has or what their measurement of success is, or even if you see their success and say that is successful, comparing it to where you are, you're going to drive yourself insane. Right. Especially if you feel like because you're not there, you're inferior. You're never going to feel successful. And that will eat away at the success that you're currently having. There are people who are Higher than us on the charts. That's the thing. But if we looked at that and been like, oh, we're not there. We're in the top 200, but we're not in the top 20. Right. Then it'll be like, but now we can't celebrate this level of success. Right. That this is still important, too. We are still successful because we are here. This is what we consider success. Top 200. Great. And that changes, right? There's, there's fluidity and it ebbs and flows of your success. But for right now, that's what we're going to call it. That's the standard. We can't say we're no longer successful if we're not in the top five podcasts, top right. 15 podcasts. Right. It's still giving success. It is. And it's success for you and where you are. That's another thing. We cannot compare our success because success is subjective. Mm-hmm. And I know that we all have our goals. Some of our goals may look like what somebody else has already obtained, but we are all on different timelines. And if you're thinking that you're supposed to be there at the same damn time, that can really stress you out because life is about ebbs and flows. You see people like, oh, okay, now it's their turn. Oh, now it's my turn. Think you're going to be there at the same time. Whew, child. Nutty. So the final sign that we will share, there are more, but a final sign that we will share is the superheroism. So this looks like over-preparing in order to demonstrate your competence and your ability. Nobody's going to catch you slipping because you've done what needed to be done. Baby. Plus more. No stone has been left unturned. Yeah, you want to make sure people know that you are capable. You want to appear capable. And that can be unnecessary sometimes. Mm -hmm. I know the feeling of wanting to be prepared. Honestly, over-preparing and wanting to have every little duck in a row sometimes can stress you out and completely pull you away from the moment. Some things... You don't have to be that prepared. Some things you have to allow like for flow and for things to happen that you didn't necessarily prepare for. But that doesn't mean that you're unprepared. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a bar. Yeah, that's a bar. So, y'all, let's talk about the five types of imposter syndrome, because this shows up differently for all of us. And that is what I really like about this. Once we can really distinguish, oh, that's the way I see it happening for me. Once we put a name to some shit then we can figure out how to work, work and overcome it. So imposter syndrome expert, Dr. Valerie Young, she broke this imposter syndrome down into five different types in her book. The book is titled The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, Why Capable People Suffer from the Imposter Syndrome and How to Thrive in Spite of It. So the first one is the perfectionist. Mm -hmm. So if you are suffering with this type of imposter syndrome, then you're all about doing things perfectly, right? You're going to the extreme of expecting flawlessness in every aspect of your life. We're working overtime. We're working overtime. But we have to be completely honest with ourselves. Perfectionism is not real. It's not doable. I don't care if you are 
operating at the highest level, having an expectation of perfectionism is going to eat you up every time. Yeah. It's just not realistic, right? So instead of giving yourself credit for the hard work you've put in, you end up criticizing yourself for tiny slip ups, mm. which ultimately results in you feeling like a failure. Yeah. You don't want to try new things. No. And you end up passing on it because you likely can't nail it from the get go. You can't get it down perfectly right away. So you don't even want no parts. I'm actually going to back up. Yeah, My there's so are... many things that aren't on the table because it's like already I'm yeah. not even trying to cross that bridge. If I'm not going to be good at it off the rip. Mm -hmm. So the second type of imposter syndrome is the natural genius. Now, this is really what you just said. Is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> with the natural genius, you breeze through life effortlessly picking up new skills. You figure you should grasp new stuff right away because that's what competent folks do. It should be second nature. But <laughs> when you hit a rough patch or you don't succeed on the first try, you are left feeling like a fraud, a fake, a fraud, and, and a, a part-time part broad. broad, babes. You might even be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. You might actually be embarrassed because you did not know how to just do this. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Next type is the rugged individualist or the soloist. So this type is all about handling everything on their own, right? So if success doesn't come flying your way independently, then you start, you start doubting your own worth, right? You don't ask for help. You're not falling short of your own standards. That is just admitting that there's a flaw here. You're admitting defeat. Once you fall short of your own standards is given, I actually didn't accomplish anything. Mm. Because I got to do it on my own. And if I can't do it on my own, I can't do it at all. This should be called, instead of the rugged individualist, this one should be called the hard knock life. The black woman. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay, the next one is the expert. So, as an expert, you can't consider your work a win until you know every single thing there is to know about the topic, honey. Now, this quest for knowledge, it might end up eating you up. And also eating up the time that you're able to spend on the task because you know it takes time. You know it takes time to acquire all the knowledge. There's so many things that you can read, that you can find out, that you can tap into. And you're never even going to have time to actually get to it because yeah. you're so busy trying to like gather all this stuff like little chestnuts. A squirrel gathering up chestnuts, the hoarding of information. Yeah. So if you feel like you're falling short of having all of the answers... This will definitely cue up feelings of you being a fraud or being a failure because it's like, now, how do I not have that? Or how do I not know that? How do I not know that? Yeah. Yeah. Last type is the superhero. So superheroes tie competency to every role in life, right? Your role as a mom, your role as a family, wife, employee, friend, whatever it is, parent. And if you stumble in any of those areas, it's proof of inadequacy, right? That makes up in your mind that. I'm not good enough. So then you know what you do as a result? You push yourself. You put every ounce of your energy, of your efforts into being the very best. And the truth of the matter is, even the superheroes fall short sometime, but you end up saying, damn, I could have did more. Mm. Or this could be easier. I wish I could have showed up for my kids and, and, and went to the, all the PTA meetings. And then also been the star employee that's always and getting promoted. Work, yeah, and got to work been the on wife time, of the year. And got home and cooked dinner and packed all the lunches and got those ready. I should have been able to do that all. I'm failing. And now I feel like I'm not good in my role. And now I'm not good enough. I wonder if this has something to do with like mom guilt. 
Because, you know, moms feel this a lot. Like, they feel like they fall short. Am I a good mom? I, I hear that moms question themselves a lot because they feel like there's so much more that they can be doing. Even when, like, we can see. And I feel like they know that they've tried their best. It's just merely impossible yeah. to be super woman. The, this, I think you hit the nail on the head. The mothers are probably dealing with the, the superhero, superhero type. Because y'all are superheroes. I say it all the time. Yeah. Mothers deserve awards. There is something that you all deserve that needs to be given regularly <laughs> outside of Mother's Day. There needs to be like a weekly gift to mothers, in my opinion. Y'all are superheroes. Which type of imposter syndrome do you relate to the most? Which one is calling your name? Mm, there's a few screaming out at me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm torn between the perfectionist and the natural genius. Mm. The natural genius is really eating me up. And I'm going to say I'm, I probably lean more towards natural genius. When I can't do something off the rip, you say, fuck it. I'll be like, man, fuck this. Why don't I know how to do that? Like with my tennis lessons. You I'm said, like, fuck it. No, no, no. But when I first went out there the first day, I was like, these other bitches is out here hitting this ball. And I had just gotten there, y'all, day one. And it's one. a lesson. Day one. But I was just like, I should know how to do it. It can't be that hard. Yeah. And then perfectionism. The perfectionist. I can be very critical of myself. I criticize little things. And as a result, I'm like, mm. I feel like for me, the perfectionist and the expert mm. are the two that I teeter-totter teeter-totter between yeah the perfectionist i definitely want things to look a certain way and be as perfect as possible which is a lot of times unrealistic and i will criticize myself i'll over critique it i'll pick it apart i'll criticize myself and as far as the expert i'd be wanting to be hella prepared i'd be wanting to be prepared to make sure you know i've got gone to every corner of the square yeah to feel prepared yeah I do like to feel prepared too. I'm like, please just let me know what we're doing. Let me know what we're doing because I'm already nervous. There's like little flow in me. Yeah, you don't have no flow. I don't know why you thought you did. The subtle drag. I'm not dragging. I'm the just subtle drag. I know. I feel it. But I feel like that is a result. If I feel prepared and I feel knowledgeable or like I know what the fuck I'm doing or I'm talking about, then there will be no room for me to feel incompetent, stupid, to be put on the spot. I I don't really like that. And I, I really like that you said like all because what did you say about the preparedness, unprepared? It don't mean you're not prepared. All because you're not prepared doesn't mean you're unprepared. Because I think we don't give ourselves credit yes. for like the things that are already within us, how intelligent we are, maybe witty, quick, that you can come up with something that you didn't necessarily prepare for. It's like just allow room for that. And I that's what I want to do more of. There are certain things where you do need to have a certain level of preparedness, like a test, an exam, you know, something where it's like, if you don't come here without your knowledge, you're likely going to fail. But when mm -hmm. it's something like casual conversations, light topics, things that are like very light lifts, you don't always need like something clearly laid out. It's just like, what's your experience? What's your perspective? What's your take? What's something where you can kind of like not be so rigid and just go with the flow because this is an instance where you don't have to be an expert. You know, like this is an instance where you can lean into just like, I know what I feel about that. I know what to say about that. And I think that's the part of the imposter syndrome in our lives that make us feel like we need to have those things in order, you know? And I want to work on just being like, oh, mm, just yeah. let's sit down and do it. But I'm like, absolutely not. Send me what I need so that I know what the fuck I'm talking about and I show up 
presenting my best self, right? Because it's a perception thing. I don't even want to give people the opportunity to perceive me as unprepared, not witty, not being quick on my toes, you know, all of that. I really admire people who are just like, like Mustafa. When we were doing our Talk of the Yard series, we met with Mustafa Speaks and we had a conversation previously on Zoom to like, you know, just do a temperature check and fill each other out. And I really appreciate that he was like, I don't want the questions. Let's just go with it. Y'all ask me what y'all want to ask me. I'm just freely talk. And if it's something that I don't want to answer, I won't answer it. And I'm like, wow. Right. Wow. To be like that much of not only just a professional, but confident in your ability to speak to whatever it is that will be asked. I really like that. I like that. too, And I think it also showed that he trusted our like interview skills, too. It shows like a trust in the person that you're conversing with, because Mm -hmm. sometimes it can come off as like a distrust or like, I don't really know, like what you're going to give. And also, like it can strip away from the moments where you can just like authentically speak yeah and share yeah you know like where you can really have genuine conversation and a little banter Mm -hmm. you know like when you go out with somebody on a date or something you don't have like this is what i'm gonna ask and then if they ask you this this is the way i'm gonna answer it's just like okay when people talk you're like oh you know you know this happened and then this happened like a storytelling and what i will say back to storytelling it ends up being a little bit more fun when you look back on it, you're like, oh, that was nice. Yeah. That was cool. So, yes, there's room for that. It's room I to not really be an expert. I am working on being not as rigid as what I hold my hands like? clenched tightly. What is not? What does the not being rigid work look like? Like having more flow, right? I really am trying. And it looks like just releasing my control because... I have a need to control the things that are happening in my life to me. <laughs> to me. <laughs> to Yeah, bitch. What the hell? The to me. To me. They are happening to me. I don't want to just be some like. Some things are happening with you. And some things are happening for me. And that's what I have to realize. Before. Some yeah, things are before. happening not, for it's me. It's not always an attack. Exactly. That's what I got to take. You got it. You got to take off your armor. You got to take off your armor. Some things are happening for you. Let them happen for you. I know. That's what I'm saying. Some things are happening for me and I need to stop looking at it like this is happening to me. Yeah. This is happening to me. So it is constant work. I'm not going to say it's not. It takes a lot of effort, intentional effort. And it also takes for the people around me to say shit, even though I don't be wanting to always motherfucking hear it. Relax. Telling you to relax. Yeah, sometimes you be saying that and I'm like, I Yeah, girl, I be having it. When people her. tell me to relax, I'm like, I am relaxed, but, but really it's like be, I'm not re- <laughs> She don't be relaxed. It's like, girl, some shit. Cause now I'm uptight. Get some ashwagandha. I do so, take ashwagandha. Get tie up the dog. I got the ashwagandha, I got the chaga, the, the lion's dose. mane. I mean, I have the things. Golly. It's just me, but I am working on it. I'm working on it and I'm I'm not one of those people. Who just say this is just me. You know I'm really self-aware. I just don't be knowing what to do after I get it. I'm like, oh Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or I do know what to do. I just have to implement it. You just I'm never do a it. stuck in who I am type of person. I'm not that way. I'm yeah. like, I'm I'm just not that girl. But y'all, we're gonna take a quick little break and then we will be back. Okay, girly pops. So before we get back with the tips and the tricks, we have to gather you all and gather some things and make sure we have our things in order here. If you have not yet taken a moment to rate and review this here show, what's your problem? Mm -hmm. What's stopping you? 
let's not go past today without doing that. Take a moment. Let us know what you thought about the episode. Take a moment if you're listening on Apple Podcasts to leave us a five-star rating and a review. Five-star chicks deserve five-star We reviews. do. I think we deserve our things. We're coming here. We're showing up week after week. We're putting our blood, sweat, and some tears. And y'all have been loving the episodes. Into so. these epies. Mm-hmm. So that's just an exchange. Do your part. We would appreciate you for that. Another thing that we would appreciate is if you join us over at the Homegirl Hangout. We have amazing content that we're producing over there. If you like what you hear over here on the main platform, you're going to love what you get over there. Brittany and I get to show up even more authentically and talk our business, talk our shit every month. We have a monthly check-in where we just get to say how we're feeling in a more candid, safe space. Our bravado bonus episodes this month, we talked about eldest daughter syndrome, and that's really been it was empowering there are our affirmations that we do journal prompts there's just so much content over there and years worth of content be sure to sign up for the newsletter as well because that's also a space where we get to be a little vulnerable week to week and just share how we're feeling things that are might be impacting us or affecting us and things that we're reflecting on so if you're not signed up for the newsletter do that Go to theblackgirlbravado.com and sign up. Trust me. There's tea in there that you don't want to miss. There is. We share a lot of things. Gems and articles. Yeah. Things that we're reading. Yeah. Things are there in the newsletter. Yeah. So, shall we get back to the show? I think we shall. Okay. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort... Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code bravado at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. So tools. (laughs) 
This is usually my favorite part Coming of the show. Coming up with the tools for the toolkit was just genius. Remember we had those Homegirl Depot pins? That really was a start of the tool for toolkit. The tools for your toolkit. Yeah. You know, to shake this imposter syndrome, we really have to get real with ourselves mm-hmm. about facing some of the deep down beliefs that we carry. There's something there yeah. that's preventing us from working through this and getting done what we need and what we want to get done. The worthiness. Yeah. So... It can be tricky. You might not even know what's going on, but hopefully after listening to this episode and after showing like some signs in our personal experiences, you are more aware. And once you're aware, what do we have to do? Tips. Implement. Implement. So the first tip is to acknowledge and accept. Self-aware. If you're listening to this show and you come here week after week, just know that the first tip is usually something about (laughs) (laughs) self-awareness. Bringing it back to the self. It all starts with self. The awareness, the acceptance, the acknowledgement is yeah. one and the same. The self. Yeah, yeah. You have to recognize and accept your feelings without judgment. Mm-hmm. Honestly, in a world where we're consistently judged, I think the least that we can do is not judge our motherfucking selves because that's the one thing you can control. Yeah. We can't control when others have their little thoughts, but we can't control our own. Mm-hmm. So understand that. This imposter syndrome is likely a shared experience. Like we said, 70% of people have dealt with imposter syndrome. So you are not alone. You are not alone. You are not an outsider. You are not an outsider. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's shared. Yeah, which takes us to our next tip. Talk about it, babes. You know, share your feelings with trusted friends, family members, or even your mentors. When we vocalize our struggles, it is extremely liberating. There's nothing like talking to a good homegirl about what it is that you're feeling. We talked to some other homegirls today and they were asking, what do I appreciate or what do we appreciate about being in friendship and business with each other? And I can say this because in business, <laughs> I can say this when, when you are in business, entrepreneurship, any type of creative endeavor, you are met with imposter syndrome. You know, does the community really find this valuable? Is this still hitting the mark? Is this something that we can continue to do? Does this still feel valuable? Is this still worth putting out? There's a lot of things that come, right? And I think having Maybe somebody- every week. How does this stuff come up every week? Because it's real. Like you're constantly working against the effort, your perception, the way you're being perceived, your goals, your dreams, your desires, your wants, the unmet goals, dreams. There's a lot happening. Yeah. But I find so much value and liberation in having somebody to talk about it with. Yeah, I couldn't imagine- fucking putting this podcast on by myself and not having a soul <laughs> to talk about the nitty gritty with it probably wouldn't be here going you you feel me though like just having the journal i love a good journal sesh i love writing it out i love meditating exactly. about it i love praying about it but sometimes you gotta talk there, about there's it. something sometimes that happens to talk about it when you open up your mouth and talk to somebody who has created a safe space for you to say feel what you feel let me know girl there's really nothing like them saying i feel you too you feel me you feel i yeah. am oh, okay now i know i can come back here yeah, i'll be like back I, next week i too struggle yeah. and it's really liberating when somebody says that they struggle and you couldn't even you didn't even notice it's like damn you've been thugging it out and you were struggling and a lot of times that's what we be doing we be thugging with our rounds silently mm-hmm. mouth be zip it'd be like you be doing a ventriloquist moment you know you be talking out of the side. It gives. Wow. That, you, you were doing a ventriloquist. You were talking and I didn't even see you were talking. You. 
That means you were struggling and I didn't even know. You see what I'm saying? You see how I brought that Breath. back around? It gives very much <laughs> Germany, up. please. No. The really gives has got to stop. Leave if I had there. a doll right here on my lap, on my knee, and I had the doll talking. What is wrong with you? Like, anyway. You would get what I'm saying. Stop. Yeah. Next tool. Mm-hmm. Rewire your negative thoughts. This is some real shit right here. And the gym that I'm going to share today has a lot to do with this. We really have to challenge our negative thoughts by actively questioning their validity and replacing them with positive affirmations and something else. Yeah. Because, baby, the way the mind works. It's a tricky little thing. The way it works, if you're being passive about it, you will be caught up. Yeah. Cue the usher. Yeah. Caught up. Why are we that, like this? Y'all? That will be the mind. This also looks like questioning your thoughts. Are they rational? Mm-hmm. Does it make sense to believe that you are a fraud giving what you know? Well, does it? Are we fraud? How many frauds? I know there's some. But how many frauds have been doing something this consistently at this level and getting this sort of reception, every day there's a new person stumbling upon this podcast and saying the same thing that somebody says eight years ago. Oh I my God, this. I love this. This has changed my life. I'm binging it. Wow, I'm so glad y'all found this. When somebody says, a homegirl left a review and said that we got her through her college years, I'm like, she started listening to the podcast at 20 and now she's 27. I'm like, yo, how the hell doctorate or something. have we been a part of the soundtrack of your lives? That is that speaks wild. volumes. I think about that. I think about the people that I have been listening to for years. The fact that I've been listening to Beyonce for 20 plus years and she still has a hold on me. Yeah, She still has a hold on me. That's how good that woman is. That's how good that woman is. And I'm waiting on the edge of my seat to see what is she going to do next. And mm-hmm. I know that we are not Beyonce. But there are some people who click play every Tuesday wondering, what are they going to talk about next? I know. What are they going to say next? And sometimes we be sitting up here look, thinking that we're frauds. I look at those downloads every month and I'm like, they're actually going up. <laughs> this is good to know. This is good to see. Yeah. Because, baby, sometimes I'm like, this might be the. This might be a this might be the that week. takes us out. <laughs> this might be the year where they say, you know what? We're there's, done. There's some new girls in town because there are new girls entering on the scene every day. There's new sets of best friends. But you can't worry about that. So tip number four. (laughs) If you are somebody who deals with setting unrealistic goals, the tip that we have for you today is set some attainable realistic goals. (laughs) Stop. Stop. So break your task into manageable steps. You need to celebrate your small victories and acknowledge that perfectionism is not attainable. It's not a real standard, you know, and the real cheat code is not focusing on doing things perfectly but doing things relatively well to the best of your ability. Yeah. To your best of your ability and rewarding yourself for taking action on doing those things. When it comes to celebrating small victories, I've been heavy on that in 2024. Every small victory I'm celebrating. Oh, we've made it on the list. Oh, we're listed here. You know how hard it is to be on lists these days, baby. I'm celebrating it. Do it. A win is a win. A win is a win. Next tip. We're separating inexperience from inability. Those are not synonymous. Those are not synonymous. Inexperience does not mean that you're enabled. So an important step to coping with your imposter syndrome is to distinguish feeling inexperienced from feeling you are undeserving. Just because you don't know something yet does not mean that you don't deserve. Just because you're starting something for the first time does not mean that you do not belong where you are. It's okay to be a beginner. 
It also doesn't mean that you're incapable of learning. Yes, I'm new here. Yes, I don't know, but I will know. Mm -hmm. I'm here. How the fuck are we coming down on ourselves for being new? Right. And not knowing everything. That's actually crazy. You've been throwing around crazy these days. That's crazy. It's been real crazy that we put that much pressure on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then critique ourselves and judge ourselves when we're not good. And it's like, girl, you knew. What the fuck do you expect? Okay, y'all, this is a big one. This is a big one for the girls. Avoid the comparison trap. So when you're sizing yourself up against other people's, especially in the social scene. Oh, I, I, this is for me. You know, we end up tending to pinpoint our own flaws. This is for me. This right. For and me. then that adds fuel to the not good enough or I'm not fitting in feelings. That's what it does. It just strokes our flyer flame, right? It puts gasolina on it. <laughs> so instead, in those conversations, when you're out on the scene, you're outside, Shift your focus. Or you're right? not outside wondering where your invite was. That too. When you when you inside looking online. Like, why are all the, the who's who? And I consider myself to be in the industry and I'm a who as well. Where's my It's invite? not that kind of who. It's giving whoville. Okay. <laughs> We're actually in whoville. Basically, whether you're in front of somebody and you're having a conversation where you're like, damn, they're sharing so much dope shit. I'm not doing that. That's making me feel like I'm not good enough or I'm seeing them all at the function and I didn't even get the invite. Shift your focus and lean in, right? If you're watching their story, start looking at what it is that they're doing that you appreciate. Or if they're sharing a story with you in person, lean into what it is that they're sharing. Like be actively listening and engaged instead of feeling fucked up about where you are. Celebrate people, give them their applause. You know, it's not a they're doing better than you or you're doing worse than them. No, y'all just are in two different spots, right? right? And keep your social media usage in check, mm. right? So when you're scrolling. It always comes down to this as well. Yeah. Too much scrolling might make you feel like you're not doing enough, right? But people are painting an online picture of themselves. And if you find yourself painting an online picture of yourself that does not align to the person that you are or the version of yourself that you really need to be presenting, check that because you're not going to be able to sustain it. It's giving unrealistic expectations. And that's only going to amplify those feelings of imposter syndrome when you slide outside and it's like, you're really not that girl. <laughs> you're really not who you pretended to be. That's the worst feeling. Yeah. You know, when you're really exposed. When Nobody wants that. Sheer top no nipple cover. Then it's given out. OK, <laughs> you put nothing on. Sorry. Final tip, which is also a common one that we have to consistently circle back to is to practice self-compassion. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be perfect to be successful. That's fake. We already know real perfection is nearly impossible. Falling short does not make you a fake, a fraud, and a part-time broad. What it makes you is human. Yeah. That's what it makes you. We are human. So give yourself some compassion, you know? Give yourself some kindness. Give yourself some understanding instead of judging yourself and critiquing yourself and second-guessing yourself. Ground yourself. Let's operate from a space of like, better you know healthier we're operating pushing ourselves towards self-improvement instead of self-critique and self-judgment and self-sabotage if there is something that you need to improve we're not going to be playing boo-boo the foo-foo and acting like there's not things that we can do better on but we're also not going to be so hard on ourselves when things aren't looking perfect Mm -hmm. compassion is key and when you have compassion for yourself you can have compassion for others and we'll make this world a better place if we can. <laughs> she said all she was going to say and she sung all she was going to sing. Hopefully those tips, you know, are valuable that they meet you where you are. And you're like, yes, I am ready to overcome this imposter syndrome. 
And we know that it's going to come in bouts. Yeah. People are dealing with this phenomenon. It happens frequently. So this is just to give you the tools to deal with that. When it happens. When it happens. When you find it creeping up, it's like, actually, let me shut that down. Yeah, let me shut it down. And it might show up again tomorrow. You know what you're going to do? Shut Shut it it down. Shut it down. And if, what you going to do the next day? Shut, shut it, it down. Okay? That's what this is equipping you with. The yeah. tools to shut it down. When, when it, it pops when it, up. Because it's going to pop up for the most part. And now we've come to the final segment of the show. It is time to pick up your pen. We're, we're dropping, dropping a gem. gem. This is the part of our show where we get to share the things that we're loving, the things that are checking us, wrecking us, inspiring us, motivating us. This is also your opportunity to use the homegirl hangout line, y'all. We really want you to use the homegirl hotline. If you need our advice, we are your big sisters, your aunties, your homegirls. Aunties? When do we become aunties? Slow down. We are not. Yeah, actually, I'm taking auntie auntie back. I'm not y'all aunties. Homegirls and big sisters. Homegirls and big sisters only. Okay, fine. Auntie Mary, I'm not your aunties. We're not aunties. Mary said, I'm not your auntie. We are not aunties. But if you find yourself needing advice or counsel, you can call in, you can text us, you know, let us know what you need our feedback on. And also, if you have a gem, something that you've been loving, a book that you've been reading, a product that you've been obsessed with, and you feel like, yo, I want to put the other homegirls on, I want to put y'all on, let us know. Use that number and the numbers in the show notes. For sure. So. What's our gem this week? Our gem this week is a podcast episode. The name of the podcast is Feel Better Live More with Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. And the episode is episode 266 with Dr. Joe Dispenza. It's called How to Unlock the Power of Your Mind. And one of the tips and the tools was to rewire your negative thoughts. And Dr. Joe Dispenza, he does a lot of work around that. He says that 90% of our thoughts are negative. Mm -hmm. Every day we're waking up with 90% of our thoughts negative. And we really have to do some intentional work to switch that up. Ain't no way 90% of our thoughts should be like that, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So this keeps us stuck in these patterns. This can cause illness. It can cause a lot of untapped potential to be left sitting there because of the way that we're thinking. And I really enjoyed this episode. It's an hour and 26 minutes. I listened to it on one of my morning walks. Highly encourage you to tap in. It's something that I think you can listen to again and again. It's something that you put on repeat, repeat, repeat. You can take something new from it each every time. time. Every time. Yeah. It was a really powerful conversation. Love and it that. really was empowering and let me know that I have the power. The so tools. I do. I have what it takes to live the life that I really want to live. Get out your head and get in your bag. And on the motherfucking field. And on that note, y'all. We're done. We're saying goodbye. We're done. We're going to see you next week. Final episode. Or this is the final episode of Ep. I think this it may or may not be. Come back next week to find out. Yeah. We love you so much. Thank y'all for all your support. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.